This is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Hello there, and welcome to our show. I am Deborah Howell, and today's guest is Dr. Lynn Nguyen. Dr. Nguyen is a pediatrician at Memorial Care Medical Group's primary care office in Long Beach, California. Dr. Nguyen believes in the power to change a child's well-being through preventive care and partnering with parents to achieve the best care possible for their child. Welcome, Dr. Nguyen. Hi. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for having me again. Nice to have you back. Today, we're going to be talking about ear infections and our kids. Oh, they can be so painful. How common are ear infections in children these days? They are very common. Uh, In fact, ear infections actually are the most common infections requiring treatment in children younger than five years old. Wow. Uh, Yes, about two out of three kids will get the first ear infection before they turn two. It almost seems like every time they go into the kiddie pool or the pool, they get an ear infection. Yes, or the first few weeks after they entered daycare. That's true, too. So what are the primary symptoms of an ear infection? Ear infections can be very tricky, um, especially in little babies, because it can be as subtle as, being very fussy and not eating well. Mm -hmm. Um, Older children tend to be easier because they will have ear pain and fever. They'll tug on the ears and sometimes they'll tell you. Yeah, that's the thing, if they can't tell you. Yes, but, you know, unfortunately not all the time. I see kids that don't have ear pain and I check them for a cold and there it is. So it's very tricky for parents to know. Yeah, especially sometimes they think their kid is just teething, but maybe it's an ear infection. Yes, because the symptoms of teething overlap with symptoms of ear infection, mm-hmm. uh, including even fever, because sometimes baby that teeth tends to have low-grade fever. Uh, a little trick for parents, though, is with teething, babies tend to uh, drool quite a lot, Mm-hmm. and they tend to get comforted with the teethers or gum rubbing, and that's when they feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And the fever tends not to run as high as with ear infections. But okay. it's always best to get checked in those Sure, cases. sure. I mean, anytime your baby has a fever or your child has a fever, it never hurts to get them checked, right? especially if you have a primary care physician that's nearby. Right. What causes all these ear infections? Uh, so vast majority of ear infections are triggered by us having a cold mm-hmm. or um, just having allergies with lots of nasal congestion. Uh, there's fluid that just stays um, in the back of our nasal passages mm-hmm. and just in little kids can go towards the middle ear and bacteria attacked on top of that. I never would have connected (laughs) asthma to ear infections. You learn something every day, right? Yes. Wow, there's so many causes. So um, are they usually bacterial or always bacterial or sometimes fungal? Or maybe you can help us on that. So, yes, um, there can be all of those options that you mentioned. But in children, 
the majority of the time, it is a bacterial infection, mm-hmm. especially in kids younger than five. And that's why we have to treat them with antibiotics. Right. And probably keeping their fingers out of their ears, and they probably shouldn't be stuffing peas down their ears. <laughs> yes, I find the most random things in the ears all the time. I can only imagine. Okay, so let's get back to the treatment now. How are ear infections treated? So with simple ear infections, we always start with antibiotics. And it tends to treat the vast majority of ear infections really well. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes we do have the the stubborn ear infections, the very um, hard-to-treat ones that we have to go through a few rounds of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, we might refer the kids to specialists to either drain the fluid out or even put tubes in. Wow. Okay. That can't be very pleasant. No, no. We try to avoid that state as much as possible. Right. And then at that point, how long does it take for most ear infections to clear up? So the simple ear infections with antibiotics, um, the main symptoms of pain and fever go away really fast. We're talking Mm -hmm. about a few days. Mm -hmm. But the fluid itself takes about two to three weeks to clear up. Two to three weeks. Yes. How do you and keep the, your kid happy during the two to three weeks he's on, you know, ear drains and antibiotics? Yes, it's very hard. Once you have ear infections, as simple as it sounds, it's still, like you said, dealing with antibiotics for seven to ten days. And most of the time I have to recheck the ears if they're young and oh. hope that we have to don't not to go another round. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but my only really sensitive area when I go to the doctor where they really call me a wimp is the ear doctor (laughs) because it's so sensitive inside there. It is, and I always tell the kids that it's going to tickle a little bit and they find that funny and it (laughs) prepares them a little bit for that. But yes, it's it's a very weird feeling. (laughs) That's a very smart tactic, Dr. Wynn. Um, What can parents do to help prevent ear infections so we don't have to go through all this? So um, preventing the cold as much as possible, but that's very difficult in kids. Uh, Getting vaccinated is actually key because most of these bacteria, there's four main bacteria that causes ear infections, Mm -hmm. and the vaccine schedule actually prevents the majority of ear infections if they get vaccinated by the time they're two. Okay, wonderful. So that was the whole point of doing the um, vaccine schedule and staying with the schedule so that they don't get ear infections that can actually turn into meningitis or actually infection in the blood. Where you really, really don't want it to go. That's right. Right, right. And we don't see that much anymore because we vaccinate kids against the pneumococcal and the hip disease. Um, What else parents can do is actually provide the smoke-free environment, mm-hmm. and also taking away the bottle as much as possible, uh, oh. definitely after they turn one. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that was connected. How is that connected? Because, um, af- of course, we allow babies to have bottles until they turn one. That's the only way they can get nutrition. Mm-hmm. But the moment they can use the sippy cup and also other sources of nutrition, uh, we want to avoid that constant Sucking uh, motion that they do with mm-hmm. the bottle, yeah. and that 
pulls the fluid back into the middle ear. I see. That makes sense now. Okay. So if our listeners want more information on ear infections in children, where's the first place they that you would send them? The website children, healthychildren.org is um, the most common one I send my families to mm-hmm. in cases like this. But the CDC uh, website is a pretty good source as well. Okay, so cdc.gov or healthychildren.org. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on our show today, Dr. Wynn. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Please come back and see us real soon, okay? Okay. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. We will see you soon for another weekly dose of wellness brought to you by Memorial Care Health Systems. Have yourself a fantastic day.